Okay, see this palace? Everyone in it is at my command. Check this out. Butler? Chef? Theme song guy. Oh, yeah! He's the sovereign of the nation. He's the hippest cat in creation. He's the alpha, the omega, A to Z. And this perfect world will spin around his every little whim. Cause this perfect world begins and ends with me. What's his name? Hello and welcome to Rose Tinted Review, the show where every week we pick something we feel nostalgic for, we then revisit and review it to find out whether or not our hindsight truly is 2020 or if we've just been wearing rose tinted glasses. I'm your host, Connor O'Keen, and I'm joined as always by my good friend and co host, Michael Gervaz. Michael, how are you doing? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, Connor. What's that? You want people to take you seriously and listen to your opinions? Well, you should have thought of that before you became a podcaster. <laughs> Very good. Uh, this week, of course, we are hitting up the 2000 uh, American animated comedy film by Walt Disney Feature Animations and distributed by Walt Disney Pictures, The Emperor's New Groove. It's the 40th animated film produced by the studio. Oh, my Damn. God. Look at that. And I like how freaking uh, it was very corporate of you, the way that you described well, you all, know, I don't want to piss off the mouse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, directed by Mark Dindle from a screenplay by David Reynolds and story by Chris Williams and Dindle. Inspired by ancient Peruvian culture and set in an Incan empire, The Emperor's New Groove follows a young self-centered Emperor Cusco who is accidentally transformed into a llama by his ex-advisor Yzma and her dim-witted henchman and sidekick Kronk. For the Emperor to change back into a human, he entrusts the village leader, Pacha, to escort him back to the palace before Yzma can track them down and finish him off. The Emperor, Cusco voiced by David Spade, Yzma voiced by Eartha Kitt, Kronk voiced by Patrick Warburton, and uh, Pacha voiced by John Goodman. Hey, little little before uh, he becomes Sully in Monsters, Inc. Yeah, yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird period, this one. Um, I mean, again, 2000, uh, it's a miracle this movie came out when it did or even got to the finish line. Um, the development of this movie is really fucking interesting. In fact, there's a full documentary, uh, I'm pretty sure made by Sting's wife, about mm. the behind the scenes of, of this movie and how it kind of came to be, how it almost came to be like two or three different things before it came to be this. Yeah, it's, it sounds really fascinating. I was, uh, I've heard about these stories, but I, again, am, I'm going to play the dim-witted role of, of Kronk in this podcast i decided not to watch the documentary and do the research i thought no nah, this is your pick yeah you yeah can well, fucking I, tell me about it i wasn't sure whether or not to watch the thing and you know talk about that or just talk about the movie and why i liked it as a kid you know as a is little the, bit of both the, you know yeah yeah as is the crux of this podcast but That's we'll be right. doing a bit of both because i did check the, the the movie out and it's really interesting so before we talk about you know me coming into this movie and being like <laughs> wow funny colors and why i liked it as a kid the movie started out as or was conceived as like a musical epic uh, in a similar vein to, you know, Lion King, Pocahontas, uh, Hunchback and stuff like that. Right. Uh, originally titled Kingdom of the Sun, but in the wake of the box office performances for Pocahontas and Hunchback being kind of underwhelming, they went, eh, maybe like bring this Dindal guy in to, to make it more comedic. But then... They, they did test screenings and it wasn't working out. They did more test screens. It wasn't working out. It's it's amazing to look at the original uh, idea that they had for this because it was far more ambitious and kind of took ideas from the Inca creation myth and all this fucking, 
wacky shit and and was far more sincere mm. um, across the you board. Heard that. Like Connor had- thinks other cultures is wacky shit. That's oh, what their cultural cool. heritage is. <laughs> Showing your true colours. Yeah, you know, it's Looney Tunes as far as I'm concerned. Uh, <laughs> no, but this this is Looney Tunes, man. This is Looney Tunes. This is some wacky shit. Yeah, and the original idea was like a kind of Prince and the Pauper style thing where Yzma is plotting to kill the Emperor, but before that the Emperor and a peasant who looks exactly like him decide to switch places and... Uh, the the peasant is voiced by Owen Wilson. There's some footage wow. of them doing, yeah, doing voice stuff, and we're like, wow, we look alike. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but the the llama angle's still there, and the the kind of core idea of like, okay, this is a story wow, about we both look like llamas. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, a story about uh, you know an arrogant or, or a um a kind of humble man teaching an arrogant man how to lead. That's that's the kind of crux of the story. That's what mm-hmm. it was supposed to be about. And that's kind of the only through line between what was pitched and what was produced in the end. Um, mm. It's still kind of about that. I guess it's more uh, they, they they kind of dumbed it be- dumbed it down, but in a way that's almost like it's almost like they had as the deadline was kind of creeping up on them, they went, fuck it, throw all this extra bullshit out. Let's just make this thing fucking funny. Let's 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 take the piss a little bit. Like it doesn't have to make sense. Let's just make it funny. And so it's kind of like Less about leadership and more just like friendship, family, yay! But like yeah. that's all it needs to be. Like yeah, caring about an uh, like any single individual other than himself is a yeah win. exactly yeah, yeah yeah exactly. But they set the bar for this character's arc so low that it's like it's inevitably going to hit it. So let's have fun getting there. You know, <laughs> um, the getting there will be easy. Let's make sure it's fun. And they did make it fun. They did make it fun, man, and fun for the whole family in the the coveted IGN award of every something for everyone. Man, I, I remember seeing this movie in cinemas with my dad and my sister. Um, we just made it there in time. I think we got in maybe a couple of minutes into the movie, so we missed a little bit. Of, I think we missed the opening number. Um, oh, but no. I know, I know, bummer. But uh, it came out on VHS not too long after we saw it in cinemas. I, I feel like this was a fairly quick turnaround because I remember having it on cassette within like a year and just spun that thing to dust. But I remember it being one of those movies that I was so thrilled to be seeing uh, with my dad in that he was laughing as well yeah. and laughing really genuine, genuinely in that way that, like, he would, me and him would laugh at, like, Bugs Bunny cartoons that he grew up with and, like, uh, I, I feel like um, you know, Shrek came out not too long after this. This was, this was pre-Shrek, but it kind of does a similar thing. I kind of prefer what this movie does to Shrek, to, to be honest. Yeah, like, I think, I, think right. I laugh more at I laugh more at this as an adult than I do at Shrek. Mm. I think Shrek two may, may have an inch, but this on the first one absolutely knocks it out for me. Yeah, and kind of d- did that before Shrek. I remember seeing Shrek in cinemas with my dad as well, and and him laughing quite a lot. But this being like he was caught off guard by how funny this was, yeah. and it was one that like me and him and my sister and mum would like quote to each other. And it's I have a lot of fond family memories around this movie. Just just it being consistently funny. And coming back to it, I was I was so thrilled to be laughing and not out of like a ha. I used to find this funny. Like, this shit is still funny. You're like I'm the dad now. I'm, I'm the, the dad, dad laughter. Exactly. What a llama! He's supposed to be dead. Yeah, weird. Let me see that vial. This isn't poison. This is extract of 
Zama! You know, in my defense, your poisons all look alike. You might think about relabeling some of them. Take him out of town and finish the job now! What about dinner? Kronk, this is kind of important. How about dessert? Well, I suppose there's time for dessert. And coffee? All right, a quick cup of coffee. Then take him out of town and finish the job! Um, I had a little bit of a different experience with this movie. I didn't see it in cinemas. I didn't... Uh, I think it was like a little little while after it came out, or maybe not so much. Uh, I'm not entirely certain because I saw this as a pirated copy. Oh, oh no. my God. Oh, dear me. And it was a weird time in between us like getting a DVD player, like we still had a VHS machine, but then it was like a friend of my dad's like visited, like he like went to college with or whatever. And we were like friends with his kid and they had a bunch of these. I think it was like Emperor's New Groove as well as Lilo and Stitch, but they had oh, them okay. on like a yep. CD, but it's like, oh, we don't have a DVD player, but we can put it in our computer and like play it or whatever. Mm. Yeah. And I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was Lilo and Stitch and Emperor's New Groove. And it's like, they're both kind of like, you know, once they hit the 2000s, like it's a very different kind of feel to a traditional Walt Disney film, you know, like we, we talked yeah, about. Yeah, it reaches our- this like post-millennium kind of, uh, I don't know, there's like a snarkiness to it or like mm. a kind of tongue-in-cheek quality. It's not, Which is- it's not quite as sincere. Yeah, but I think that's totally fine. Like that this movie, I think it's identity is so wrapped around that it's it's really good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's not like they're trying to hit the sincere buttons and they're not trying to have their cake and eat it too. Like they're they're committing wholeheartedly to one shtick. Yeah, and, yeah, exactly. Uh, pulling it off with a plum. So I think that this was probably missed by us and, and maybe our parents didn't take us to see this because, or like me and my siblings, I mean, because we were going to see the the sincere Pixar films that were mm. starting to, like, come out and be massively popular. And then this one mm. kind of just, like, you know, flew under the radar uh, until, yeah. you know, friend comes over with a pirated disc and we, you watch it. And I, th- I remember, like, us as me and my siblings as kids noticing that difference and not thinking, like, oh, this is a Disney movie. We need to watch this, like, we've got Pocahontas on VHS and we've got yeah. Lion King and Beauty and the Beast and all those other ones that we watch. Uh, but we all loved it, all thought it was really funny. But yeah, it, it, we even as children we sort of understood like, oh, this is a bit different. Mm. But yeah, um, I think that Shrek comparison that you're making is 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 a good one. I didn't that hadn't occurred to me myself, but when now that you say it, I think like, no, you're right. The the self aware humor of this film, mm. I think, is. Just like you know, just overall, kind of just like hits the mark better, is is funnier, more to my tastes. Of mm-hmm. when you're trying to do self aware stuff, I like that. There's a lot of shorthand filmmaking, uh, storytelling kind mm. of vocabulary that they make fun of in this film. Yes, yeah, yeah, totally. That that's that's kind of the first thing. I mean, it's the first thing that happens in the movie is they're doing the like beginning and medias res thing. They've yep. got the like almost the like. Hey, this is me. I bet you're wondering how I got here. But like, I don't know. They're they're using those devices really effectively while also deconstructing them and taking the piss a little bit. Mm, yeah. To begin with, rewatching it, I wasn't quite sure because so so like yeah, me, me and my brothers, we loved this movie. We thought it was hilarious. We watched it a dozen times because we you know we had a pirated copy of it. 
Uh, yeah, I should. Been- I, I just on that really quick. I just want to say uh, the movie performed disappointingly at the box office and found its audience on a home video. Uh, you're part of the problem. I am part of the problem. I absolutely <laughs> am part of the problem. And then what also was part of the problem was even though we watched this a dozen times, it felt like it was in a really short span of time, and I haven't rewatched this since I was like 10, 11, 12 or something. Yeah, right, right. Funny enough, I did. I loved quoting some of the lines from this movie, and I th- thought some of these lines from this movie are hilarious. Those mm. were kind of the ones that I forgot. I remembered the main plot of the film, mm-hmm. but I was forgetting all of the really funny jokes. So it was really surprising yeah. rewatching it. To to yeah. start with, uh, you've got your your opening number after the immediate res and stuff, and it's like, yeah, he's very cocky. He's sort of self aware. Uh, like, you know, you've got this, like, Tom Jones number <laughs> yeah, about who he is and stuff, and then they get very self-aware by him calling out his theme tune man, theme tune guy, and yeah, it's like, yeah. no, this guy's physically singing this song in the scene. It's not a Disney number like your classic, this ain't your grandpa's Disney where everyone sings a song yeah. and then goes back to talking, not singing, and nobody acknowledges the song. We're acknowledging the song. mm but I guess it is sort of different to your classic Disney movie as well, because besides that number, it's not a Disney musical with multiple uh, songs. No, no, no. It's almost like they, uh, I mean, just by virtue of the idea changing so many times, they they ran out of time to do to, to go that far. So it's like, mm, ah, yeah. fuck it off. Don't worry about it. But again, I don't mind it because ultimately I think it is just so funny consistently that you've got so much material, you don't need to, like, throw in songs. Well, it's funny. They 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 start out with the the idea that they started out with was such a, like, quintessential, like, Disney film of mm. that era as well. Couldn't get more fucking Disney. Like, the the when the co-writer Matthew Jacobs and uh, Alice originally pitched the idea to the then CEO of Disney, uh, Michael Eisner, Eisner said, like, quote, it has all the elements of a classic Disney film. That was absolutely what this was going to be. And yeah. then it turns out to be the most un-Disney film Disney has ever made, I think. Mm, yeah, which is cool. But, I, again, I, I like the self-awareness feels like it's coming from we are we are making fun of, like, these movie tropes, but they're not like, look at us, we're making fun of our own Disney movies. It's no, not that it like, kind of cynical self-awareness to it. Yeah, it's yeah, just, I was like, say. joyously funny when mm. they point out stupid things and the butt of the joke normally is when they point out self-aware things is uh, who cares, silly nonsense, let's keep going. And yeah, it's always yeah. just, it's just always fun and like, yeah, yeah refreshing. Feels, yeah, yeah, it's it's jokes and gags in service of jokes and gags. Like it's yeah. not, um, like you said, it's not trying to be deliberately deconstructive of its own, you know, where it's coming from or whatever. It mm. just It just is funny. Yeah. And I feel like like those first few minutes are great, and really like that'll that'll there's enough gags in there that are clever enough to hook the 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 pa- the parents in the audience and go okay this isn't going to be completely fucking stupid. But there's some slapstick stuff, Kronk, you know, smacking the fly on his head and jumping off the the thing, going for the treat. Those are broad strokes. But then yeah. you get these like weird like sitcom kind of humor by way of a, a Chuck Jones <laughs> Bugs Bunny cartoon kind of yeah, stuff, like yeah, where he's talking at Yeezy, where he's like. What is holding this woman together? 
how long has that been there? Like it's Seinfeld shit, you know? Yeah, it and is. And I think because like that's what I was, that's what my father raised me on fucking Seinfeld and Bugs Bunny. <laughs> so this was like this beautiful meeting of the two and it still functions as such. Yeah, yeah, it's it's great. Like it it serves to really, really well, uh, even for like, you know, your little kids get across the point that like he doesn't give a shit about anyone and he can't even he can't even pay attention long enough to listen to someone say a sentence yeah, without yeah, yeah. just, you know, drifting off into his own uh silly thoughts and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And that also that she's this kind of ineffectual comedic villain that that isn't it's not Scar, you know? Mm. Mm. He can't get rid of me that easily. Who does that ungrateful little worm think he is? Does he? A little to the left. Have any idea of who he's dealing with? How could he do this to me? Why, I practically raised him. Yeah, you think he would have turned out better. Yeah, go figure. Well, it's better you're taking out your anchor in these things instead of the real Cusco, huh? <gasps> That's it, Grant. That's it. I'll get rid of Cusco. The real Cusco? <laughs> of course, the real Cusco. Don't you see? It's perfect. With him out of the way and no heir to the throne, I'll take over and rule the empire. Brilliant. So how does that work with you being fired and all? And I think, like, speaking on that, like, her dynamic with Kronk, who, again, Kronk was, like, a really late addition to, at least in terms of, like, the process of this movie getting made, was a late addition to the the proceedings. That 10-minute mark where they're scheming to kill him, from then onwards, I feel like it's just like ramping up and up and up. And by the time we get to the diner, holy fuck! Yeah, like the diner is oh fucking ridiculous. Oh my god! Yeah, I remembered cr- loving Kronk, absolutely loving Kronk. But like, yeah, it, it's he great. Gets to better f- and better. Yeah, it keeps getting better and better. Like, like you say, yeah, you got some slapstick stuff, like him slapping himself in the face because of the fly. That's fine. That by the by the end that feels like a cheap insult of a joke to Kronk because of how good all of yeah. his other material is <laughs> because yeah how fucking clever the rest of his it, like when i mean um speaking of seinfeld uh they cast him on the back of his performance as david putty oh, yeah. in seinfeld of course it's yes, just him yeah. doing david putty but it's fucking great like the stuff where he's making where he's making dinner and he's like oh it's no problem i'll get you the recipe like stuff like that <laughs> it, it's so fucking good yeah it became, it's funny, I've never seen someone get as typecast in an animated role. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, as Patrick Warburton has. You you hear his voice and you're like, yeah, he sounds like a big tough guy with a big puffed up chest. And then you're like, here's Brock Sampson, Adventure Brothers, yep. Same yep. same deal. Even, um, is it Joe from Family Guy? Yeah, He's in the yeah, wheelchair, but shit. it's like, nope, huge jaw, huge upper chest. Yeah, yeah, it's um, but it, but it's amazing. It's like, yeah, it's just such a good sticky. Yeah, I, and I think this is one of the ones where it is used so effectively, oh, and so, so well. It's, yeah, pitch perfect. It's Kronk steals the show. Um, Absolutely, like everyone is freaking wonderful. Like David Spade is great. John Goodman, awesome. Eartha Kitt, oh, Eartha um, Kitt. Oh my god, Patch's wife, Wendy Malick, is hilarious as well. She's just got yeah. such a good. Voice, which again, I think what she was in a sitcom with David Spade. Uh, yeah, I think she was in well. like Just Shoot Me or something. Yeah, yeah. So like, I've never been the ma- the biggest David Spade fan. Like, he's always been that no, like friendship either. group of um, Adam Sandler. So he's like in some Adam Sandler movies, but then mm. it's also like your Kevin James, your your 
cold blot, bald blot, and your <laughs> <laughs> grown ups and stuff. And it's like, uh, this is fine, but like, yeah, whatever. David Spade as Cusco is is wonderful casting, and he's excellent in in the like, you know, yeah, he's talking about typecasting, egotistical, you know, self centered. Person? Yeah, he's got the Boom. he's got the voice for it. He's great. I mean, I think I think like all of the performances are fucking great. Um, David Spade might be the weakest, but that's just compared to the fucking exactly, powerhouse exactly. Yeah, no, performances. Of, it is of, like uh, David Spade. Oh, perfect casting. Perfect Who could you improve it with? No, you don't need to improve it. That's perfect. No, 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 no. But Kronk is just too fucking good. He steals the show. It's Kronk no- is fucking amazing. Eartha Kit as Yuzma is fucking amazing. And I feel like yeah, um, they're, everyone they're- is given. Oh, their dynamic is, their is dynamic hilarious. Is so good. It's it's almost it almost feels a little bit, especially in like the the bits where um like they're out in the forest and he's talking with the squirrel and and stuff. Mm-hmm. It almost feels a little bit like like a heightened you know Looney Tunes like Bugs Bunny Daffy Duck kind of uh version um or or Muggsy and Bugsy the two mobsters mm. version of Elaine and uh Putty. Their, yeah, their kind yeah. of dynamic in Seinfeld, um, like where he's talking with the squirrel and and he's like, uh, the squirrel's like, nee, nee, nee. he's like, no, no, it's not you. Trust me, there's a wall there. <laughs> like that whole stuff, <laughs> so fucking funny. Yeah. And again, yeah, like it's, I, I feel like they do him so well. Like to 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 introduce him as like this airheaded male bimbo bodyguard yeah. Yeah. sidekick but then for him to have the emotional intelligence to be like no no there's a wall there <laughs> yeah 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 and, and they, yeah. they have so much fun with him he's not he's like really goofy and kooky but not one-dimensional like the fact that he goes to like you know he's dropping off the body and he's like you know oh it's all coming together and all that shit and he's like <laughs> um doing his own theme music the whole time yeah and all that stuff and then when he finally gets there He's got like that that moment of like the quivering lip, and then the the angel and demon appear on his shoulder and stuff, and he has that whole thing. It's it's great. He's like sweet, you know. It's really sweet and 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 pure, and so so pure that it's like he's too dumb for his angel and demon to like have their story straight, so they're just confusing <laughs> him further. <laughs> I used to laugh so fucking hard. Me and my friends would quote the um uh the, the bit with the uh the the shoulder devil, where he's like. Second, look what I can do. And he does the handstand. He's like, what, what does that have to do? No, no. He's got a point. He's got a point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the stuff like uh, that. Big uh, for- or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just almost every word he says is amazing. It's no surprise. Yeah. Like every Disney movie from, you know, like the main Disney animation studio or whatever got a like a cheap straight to VHS sequel that, you know, wasn't ever made by the original studio. It was yeah. like, you know, their cheaper, you know, Aladdin, Prince of Thieves and Simba's Pride, The Lion King 2 and all that bullshit. They made a mm. Kronk's New Groove as a sequel yeah, to Yeah, I, I haven't Emperor's seen it. I haven't seen yeah. it either. I'm, I'm too worried. I just assumed, yeah, I just assumed it would you, be, you know, you just assume bad Disney sequels. Fucking garbage. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it, it still sort of goes to show like, hey, villainous sidekick so popular and so good they're like let's make it about him now <laughs> yeah for better or for worse like yeah but um yeah it's also really fun and different because you're and i think this is because of the nature of the film it's probably a good good decision not to do it your classic disney villain uh sidekick is mm. like your iago 
it's normally like an animal sidekick for the villain. Yeah, yeah. And this is like, no, it's a human sidekick because it's the main character that's been turned into an animal. So let's not have mm. a, a wacky talking animal sidekick yeah. when it's supposed to be about this dude that's been turned into a llama. So they give him yeah, yeah. a fucking funny, sweet, charming, lovable knucklehead. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> and they get to have like the most fun with the fact that he is a human and he's not a fucking animal or a parrot or fucking whatever. Like- mm. He know he makes spinach puffs, and that's like his fucking sore spot when when uh, Yzma's like giving him shit at the end, and she's like, "I never like just spinach puffs." Like, oh. yeah. It's so it's, great. It's so great. Yeah, like the planning to kill, uh, planning to kill Cusco. Like that. From then on, it's just it's just gold. The setting up the dinner. It's like, do you have the poison? He's like, "Oh, Cusco's poison. Poison for Cusco. Yeah, the poison yeah. we're gonna kill Cusco with. That poison." Yeah. <laughs> And then <laughs> him, like, yeah, getting distracted by the spinach puffs, coming back, not remembering which poison is in the white glass. Or even the the initial putting the poison in the glass. It's like the, <laughs> it takes so long. It's like that flat, wide shot thing that we've talked about yeah. with great oh, comedic framing. That. Yeah, It's yeah. just like this re- from really far away over his shoulder just fucking complete utter silence and like this drip of poison and a fucking big explosion and puff of pink smoke <laughs> and nobody pays any attention to it. <laughs> and like the really oh sus God. way that he like swings the plate around <laughs> so that the yeah. poison one is facing towards him. Oh my God. And the, oh. um, speaking of those wide shots, they have a few of those that are fucking perfect. Like when, um, when he runs off to check on the spinach puffs, when, uh, Cusco's like, do I smell something burning? Like, <gasps> my spinach puffs and like runs off and it's just left the, like oh, the, the woman who's trying table. to kill him and this, you know, un- unaware emperor. Yeah, at the opposite sides of this massive table and he pulls out the fork and just starts flicking it and they're making <laughs> the small it, yeah. talk. Oh, it's so fucking good. I love um, their shorthand of when he's had to like mix up the poison in all three because he can't remember. And he's like <laughs> doing the like, yeah. uh, like you don't know, across the, the neck. <laughs> and then she's like banging the broccoli when he turns into the lava <laughs> and she's like telling him to like kill him. And he's like, oh, oh broccoli. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's almost like a flying high level gag too, like oh, a Zucker yeah. Brothers gag when um, the it, it cuts to you know she's she's got a uh, she pours her, hers into a pot plant and then it cuts back to <laughs> yeah. Theo, he falls in the plant when it cuts back the pot plant's turned into a llama <laughs> or the pot plant is now llama shaped like it's and then so just like Kronk looks like he's drinking it and then it just zooms out <laughs> and it's like going yeah. behind his face and like pouring yeah. onto his shoulder like yeah just yeah god damn it's just so so good it's it's that thing of it's not self aware and like a cynical like oh look at us it's just like a Disney movie it's like Oh, great comedic timing and framing, just like, you know, you would expect in animation. But yeah, like, let's make fun of these things of like, we show you something that it's like, this is what we expect. Boom. You know, subverting yeah. expectations. It's your classic, just like, that's how you tell a joke. The punchline is something out of left field that you're not expecting. But it's, yeah, it's fucking yeah. wonderful that they're able to do it in so many different inventive ways. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I mean, even to the point where, you know, the story has to get a little bit, um, uh, th- there has to be a moment of, like a kind of pensiveness or like a, a sadness with um, uh, Pacha when he gets back to his village and he's like, oh, fuck, what am I going to tell my family? He doesn't, he, you know, he hasn't told the family what's happening uh, and he's at like a, a, a low point and they pause it. Uh, <laughs> hi, excuse me. Two seconds here. Um, I'm the one in the car, remember? This story's about me, not him. Okay, you got it? All right, we're going to move ahead. Sorry to slow you down. 
<laughs> kind of never, it never, it's, it, it kind of strikes a really fine balance of never betraying either the the very base level of sincerity here because it's like they 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 are likable characters mm. even the villainous ones and and there is a, a heart to the story of like ah oh, this guy's going to learn how to be you know, nice to one to, another to, yeah be nice to to value people more than yourself sweet um simple but yeah never it never kind of betrays that never goes into overly saccharine territory no no and then also keeping it uh, like yeah there's a there's a really nice consistency to all of that self-aware stuff where Okay, we're going to start with Inmedius Res, and he's going to be like, let me show you what happened to me. Uh, I'm so hardly done by. So when the movie is going the way the movie is, and we're feeling sorry for Pacha, yeah, that's it right. is like, you go, wait, I thought I thought Kuzco was telling us this story. Why would he be so sympathetic to, to Pacha right now? And it's like, no, no, yeah. he shows up to be like, hey, this movie's about me. And you're like, oh, yeah, perfect. Just like- you, I'm, I'm not sitting here as an adult going like that doesn't make sense. Oh, you're breaking the rules of the st- the world because yeah, yeah, yeah. You were insincere, but then you were sincere here. Like no, it's it's a really nice balancing act of keeping all of that stuff going and having returning gags and, and returning plot elements and stuff that when they get to the diner and uh, Kronk takes over from the chef because he's getting abused. <laughs> It's like, oh, wait, no, oh, he, loves, love he loves cooking spinach puffs. Of course. Yeah, exactly. Of yes, course yes. he's going to be like, yeah, no worries. I'm all good. You got all that, honey? Three likers wearing pants, plate of hot air, basket of grandma's breakfast, and change the bull to a gill. Got it. And yeah, and he picks it up and he goes with it. And then, yeah, it's, it is. It's like a Marx Brothers and a, and a um, Zucker Brothers. And it's like all of this, these classic slapstick ideas that, again, I've never been a, like a big fan of the Three Stooges, so I can't like say mm-hmm. for sur- sure, but for, for me, like Marx Brothers slapstick humor was always like so much cleverer than the Three Stooges. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, just this like, right. oh, bonk, punch you in the face, you're an idiot. It's the 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 flipping through the revolving door of changing the orders and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, and it's kind of, it's, it's got so a bit of that. like um, lightning fast hilarious. And it's got a little bit of that, like that uh, Buster Keaton kind of silent film gag thing yeah. where it's like, uh, a stat, like it sets the scene. We have an understanding of how things, these things are going to work, and then it subverts them. Or yeah, like the and it gets so ridiculous in how close they're they're like teetering on discovering each other in that diner that it's just so <laughs> stupid when yeah. they both sit back at their tables and they're both raising and lowering their menus in. <laughs> synchronized like yeah, they're always yeah. or like yeah one's always looking the wrong direction or something they both raise their glasses to drink at the same time whenever you think like the you know they're they're ordering the you know potatoes on the side he's like oh i'll have to charge you full price for that and then it's like <laughs> oh like add cheese no no cheese add cheese no cheese and then they both end up going like oh change mine to a salad and there's that pause of like oh like oh my god the the facial expressions in this fucking movie are wonderful like the animation as a whole is is really great um it mightn't be as spectacular as something as like Lion King or even Tarzan I think probably looks a lot more expensive for sure but the little character animation stuff is so fucking great it brings mm. all of the performances like the voice acting to life in mm. a, a a way that shit it needs to be like they're working with Eartha Kitt's performance which is so animated and, and great like it's such a great base to work from and mm. they they do good on all of that and then it gives you those moments like the uh like you say the when she has that moment of like what and like scratches her ear as though there's an echo um yeah. or when when like later on when they get to the when they get the call back 
gag of the angel and devil on the shoulder and he's having that conversation in front of them oh, and Yzma turns to, turns to Cusco and Pacha and gives a look like a, what the fuck? Kind <laughs> he's of look. just talking to You himself. know that look, without saying it, without having fuck in a Disney movie, they have a look that communicates, what the fuck? So mm, well. Mm, yeah. Oh, it's fucking brilliant. Yeah, no, it, it 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 suits the the like the style of the humor that this movie is so much more just like non-stop in your face slapstick comedy than a Disney movie uh proper or traditionally is. Uh, it yeah, feels far more like a Warner Brothers flick in that totally. regard. But you don't need a, a really epic grand animation style like The Lion King. Mm. It's a this is a kooky wacky impressionistic caricature like mm. thing like Kronk wouldn't be as funny if he didn't have those proportions. Yeah, and then he yeah, even makes yes. jokes about having weak ankles, and that's why I was in the back of <laughs> like you know that, <laughs> that class and stuff. Yeah, it's it's uh. like it's all so hilarious. Mm. And you still like they do well with the budget. You still get some cool like standout uh, like set piece moments, like where they're going down the waterfall. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like a bit of the uh oh what. It's almost like a Blues Brothers bit. It's the it's the uh, shit. What rollers? No, yeah, shit. It's that. You know, we're on a mission. Or the you know, it's dark. Or whatever. We're wearing sunglasses. It's that shit. Yeah. Um, where it's like. Uh oh. Don't tell me. We're about to go over a huge waterfall. Yep. Sharp rocks at the bottom. Most likely. Bring it on. Booyah! <laughs> so yeah, and again, good. boom! That the epic wide shot, or or even when um. When Kronk is having second thoughts of, of chucking him down the river and he runs and grabs the bag and it does the like the musical cue Mickey Mousing of the like dun 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 yeah. and it like zooms out to show the, the span of it and it zooms too far out and there's a monkey eating a bug and it's like, wait, what, what, what what's going on here? What, what's with uh, the monkey? I love the um the bit with the uh, the squirrel thing with like setting up the squirrel gag with him yes. like doing the the inflatable balloon thing. It's like this wacky like cigar chomping kind of <laughs> funny. I love it. Like yuck, 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 that kind of shit. And then bringing that back later when Kronk just knows how to st- talk to squirrels because he was a junior chipmunk. <laughs> like, exactly, yeah, and, and the way that he speaks chipmunk talk is him just going squeak, squeak, squeaking, squeaker. And you're like, yeah. what? <laughs> oh man, yeah. It's oh god. It it goes like the yeah, like like we've we've been calling all these things out. Like we're we're we're, we're like getting little bolts of lightning of like, oh my god, it's Looney Tunes. Oh my god, it's it's fucking Marx Brothers. It's it's Charlie Chaplin. Mm. It's it's yeah, Zucker Brothers, Blues Brothers. Like every, everything. It's all of those yeah. things. Like. Things that we've always we've said in previous episodes when we've talked about the Blues Brothers, the like the things that we like about how they execute those jokes. There's yeah, jokes that yeah. are executed like this in, in, in like like that in this movie. There's yeah, jokes totally. that are executed straight up like crazy Looney Tunes ones. They just yeah, they really feel like similar to how we were talking about the Simpsons, where you hear about how much rewriting and 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 mm. it's like brainstorming a single joke will go through in that golden era of The Simpsons. Yeah. It feels like it, it's got that sort of thing here where there's like every little joke is so well performed and pulled off and then they don't they don't like hold back. It, it leads to another joke and another joke that mm. keeps, you, keeps you laughing. Yeah, it's wonderful. And I guess maybe that's like part of that uh, thing of it's a, it's a miracle the movie got made with you know how much revisioning uh, they had to go through of changing it from this like traditional epic 
with everything that, you know, entails a Disney movie to what we got that, you know, damn, even if they were working, you know, against the clock with bad well, it's, timelines it's, it's and, though- and changing things all over the place, they had that. They still had that skill and that opportunity to to rework yeah. those jokes until they were yeah, just, yeah, totally. just right. Just right. It's as though all that pressure created a fucking diamond, you know? Mm, mm. And I feel like the, it's it's a really fucking neat movie as well. We've got all this the, these examples of, like, setup and payoff in terms of, like, immediate jags, but also callback gags, but also just, like, the, the story and the character's arc. Like, the first time uh, Pacha and Cusco kind of sort of have to work together. They're extremely at odds, so they like it doesn't go well. They fall off the fucking waterfall. You know, they're at the bottom and, and they've got to make their way back up. The second time they have to work together, it's it's like uh, out of like sheer survival. They're still not meeting eye to eye yet, but they manage and they and, and then Cusco does something genuinely selfless and they start to kind of see eye to eye. They start to have fun together and the, the diner thing is them Almost like this buddy road movie kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And then by the end, they, they we get the the payoff of the the vial sitting up top of yeah. the thing, and then being kind of in between two walls. And, and they look at each together. other, and they're like, "Let's do it!" Like we know <laughs> yeah. we got this. Yeah. And you cheer because it's good. Yes, exactly. Yeah, no, the, just the the way that everything will call back and make sense, and you know, like you're saying, the the fucking squirrel gag. That was just a funny gag, and then it's like, oh, now it's a funny gag again because the squirrel's doing it to the same to, yeah, to people yeah. again. This is just something and he it's does. Plot critical, but then it's actually plot critical. <laughs> it's wild. It's so great. I, I feel like a lot of um the well, I can't think of any examples of this, so I I might be speaking out of my ass here, but the kind of wacky side character stuff in a lot of modern animated films, three D animated, I guess for the most part nowadays. But they're kind of too wacky, or there's no, I don't know. They take the the kind of fourth wall breaking stuff too far, or they take the wacky shit too far, or they take the self aware stuff too far. This is such a neat fucking balance, as we've said. Yeah. And speaking of, like, we keep talking about the diner scene, but I really think like the diner scene onwards, everything up to that point is good. It's laugh a minute, but diner scene onwards, when they get back to the the family home and Yzma oh. and Kronk are there. It's like cr- yeah, when, when it, just, like you can't go thirty seconds without a really fucking good belly laugh. God damn, with Kronk doing skipping rope stuff with the <laughs> kids is so fucking funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, "This is my version of double dutch," and then he <laughs> on the signal like, we switch. <laughs> they literally do like a fucking Tassie Devil little yeah, mini yeah, hurricane yeah. spin switch. Like, absolutely, we get a frying pan in the face. <sighs> yep. Oh god! Oh damn. my god! And it's not this like wacky like ah, like smash the frying pan. The fact that he sta- like pops his head and goes hello there, and then he gets a fucking frying pan in the face. Uh, it's so uh, good. It's like the t- timing is amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and again, Kronk is just too lovable that it's like it's it's yeah he he's got something going on with Yzma, so like he's loyal to her. But also, mm-hmm. he just like loves everybody, so he gets <laughs> he along with people. the people. Yeah, <laughs> I love when like you get and and again, it's not um, it's not too much of one or the other. Like you get the slapstick stuff of uh, Yzma going down the hill and going on the pinata thing, getting beaten up by the kids. <laughs> That's fun for the whole family. But then as Kronk's coming out of the house, he goes, "Let's not wait till the next family reunion." <laughs> huh? Like really stupid. So good. 
And he's so genuine in how much fun he actually had there. Yeah. And then that whole chase sequence God back damn. to the lair and just kind of skipping over that whole thing. Like, yeah. up until that point, we've been like, okay, it's four days to the village, but then they just get there in one chase sequence and then somehow the villains get there before them. Because and the they chase sequence that. shows the classic red dotted line on the map <laughs> thing. <laughs> and then Ezra and Kronk see it and they're like, what the hell? And With they the classic, sing. like, dun, 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 yeah, dun, exactly. That kind of music in the background. And then they're like, we've got these blue arrows coming out behind us. And they're like, <laughs> oh, whatever, shrug. just shrug, move it on. And then, yeah, they oh. make it back before them somehow. They ask how they make it back before them. Croc's like, yeah, that doesn't <laughs> yeah. make sense. Pulls down <laughs> yeah. the, the slide. He's like, we fell, we fell in the but river the there. The pile of just doesn't make sense. <laughs> and again, oh, like, things God. that call stuff back that they can... It still works as like, a, oh, this kind of has a through line of, you know, this character is saying the line that the other character said to them at the beginning and stuff yeah, to yeah. show how they've changed. And then Kronk would be like, hey, that's kind of like what he said to you when you got fired. I know. It's called a cruel irony, like my dependence on you. The fucking, uh, <laughs> that whole sequence is, is great. And, and, and again, they bring the spinach puffs thing back. He says he doesn't like his spinach puffs, and he's like, <gasps> and then you know, slices the the thing. The little um, uh, we get the 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 callback of the that'll work. Fucking the everything so callback. Like it's so funny when when Kronk and Yzma first go to the lab, and then they pull the lever, and they're like, I don't even know why we have that lever. <laughs> and then they go through <laughs> and then the second time. We don't have to see that. We just see yeah. the why don't they even have that lever? <laughs> um, I love the little roller coaster and how much Kronk loves it. And then they've like, yeah. you know, Wallace and grommeted into their lab outfits and they like fucking <laughs> high five. And then we get to see <laughs> Patra and Kuzco do it. And they're like misfitting and they're looking at each other like, what the fuck just happened? And they take off the lab coats. Uh, I love Kronk on the, when they, when they go down and he's like, Yuzma, put your hands in the air. <laughs> That's so good. And, like, you know how we've talked about this in kids' movies before where they'll have the jokes that are, like, weirdly sexual and adult mm, and out of yeah. place? The closest we get here, but I still love it as a gag, is when uh, they're, like, you know, uh, he's like, I can't believe this is happening. Like, bet you weren't expecting this. And, like, goes to pull up, like, hike up her dress. And they're, like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> she pulls out the knife. That's, like, the most adult joke in there, but it's so funny. It is. It's, yeah. It's, it doesn't feel, like, weird or, or I don't know, pervy. Like I don't know. Yeah, it feels like, a, like a funny Zucker Brothers way of doing it and yeah, not- Yeah, again, it's cigar chomping. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Although a little, little bit um adult as well that I feel like is is funny, very just played very flat. Yzma like knocking over the cup by accident so she can run over to talk to Kronk when they're and she and the wife is like no let me the pregnant woman pick yeah, that up yeah. and oh, she's like struggling <laughs> yeah and Yzma uses that as her a chance to go and talk to Kronk uh it's it's really fucking clever it's airtight and then like the chandelier gag <laughs> she's like standing in the middle of it <laughs> funny that usually works <sighs> And then that whole last like chase sequence of them trying the different potions and they end up out on the thing. It's it's like oh, God, it's thrilling so and exciting and fu- and that, like all of the guards get it's- turned into different animals. Yeah. Get them! Hey, I've been turned into a cow. Can I go home? You're excused. Anyone else? No, no we're, we're, we're good. We're good. Get them! And then even the um the come on man, nobody lives forever, and them all jumping out. That feels like a Zucker Brothers joke as well. Feels like something out of Top Secret. Yeah, yeah. Well, that nobody. Come on, guys. Nobody lives forever. That's like that is a 
that is a reference to a classic movie somewhere and I'm I'm failing to remember where it's from. Mm. But I swear I've heard that exact line before. And then that that whole final struggle for the the last thing, and you get like the the explosion of of uh, you know spoken stuff when Yzma sits on one of the tubes, and then there's like the silhouette of her laughing. You're like, oh my god, it's like Jafar's yeah, fucking yeah, dragon yeah, exactly. or whatever. Big 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 <laughs> evil Jafar hours was definitely the feeling. Yeah, yeah, that it's a little cat. Yeah, and and through all of the insane mayhem silliness, you still get that that character building stuff of. Of Pacha like almost falling and Cusco yeah, having to yeah. like weigh it up and go, okay, I don't have time to get the potion. Yeah. I'm gonna risk losing the potion just to just to help Pacha because he's my friend. Yeah, totally. And then luckily someone ordered a trampoline. Oh, that is like <laughs> the fucking knockout punch of this joke of this movie. Like the fucking thing like cause you're like, how are they gonna get out of this? Like what's gonna happen? And the fact that they just went like Jeez, you know, somebody order a trampoline. Like, it's 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 right there, and they took it. It's the lowest hanging fruit, and they took it. It's fucking awesome, without any shame. Sort of like uh, the the getting out of the uh, getting out of the diner scene. Patches like tells them that it's Yuzma's birthday, so they're like, <laughs> sing happy birthday and give her a cake. And Kronk's like, what? It's your birthday? <laughs> it's your birthday. <laughs> so good. And then he can't get over that. Yeah. Oh my god! Just that fucking. I'm telling you, I did, nobody ordered a giant trampoline. You know, pal. I wish you told me that before I set it up. <laughs> like that. Like it's supposed to be this Incan fucking empire, yeah. and they're talking like New Yorkers and shit. I, I the, love the, that they drop that. Like sassy waitress at the diner as well. Like they completely oh, drop. Yeah. yeah. That, that <laughs> just to have whatever dumb, stupid wackiness they want. Oh my god! We're like we're on our honeymoon, and she's like, "Bless you for coming out in public." <laughs> And she puts the, the, like, two crispy pill bugs for the happy couple and throws the glitter out of her pocket. It's like, mazel tov. <laughs> exactly, yeah. It's like, no, 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 we're the Incas. It's like, no, I don't care, mazel tov. <laughs> uh, and the, the chef as well, when he when he packs up his shit to leave in the diner scene, he puts on, like, a, a fucking, you know, Yeah, trilby. like a fedora. <laughs> yeah, no, this this movie is just spectacular. And, and, like, wraps up really neatly, really quickly in a way that's, you know, satisfying. He gets... He makes his friends. They get there. He gets his water slide thing. We get one little friends. moment from Kronk right at the yeah. end as well. More, more fun with Kronk and and Patch's kids because he's just a big exactly. dumb child himself. It's it's all a really neat book ended with the with the song. Change the yep. lyrics. It's Perfect. Nice. Tom Jones is back. Fuck yeah. Oh man, what a fucking flick! I love this it, movie. It really is. I I. I absolutely loved revisiting it, but I loved talking about it even more. The more that we're yeah. like laughing and quoting stuff to each other, it's like it really is going like, oh my God, no, I appreciate this humor even more so. Yeah. And it has yeah, this like I'm- legacy of like every type of silly humor, any type of slapstick, yeah, fu- yeah. funny underplayed self-aware you know it's un it's unreal just how like how well it's held up but also yeah like upon talking about it, it's like no this is like this is almost fucking timeless in a way it's, that again shrek kind of does a similarly self-aware i think you're right now like after this kind of thing but finished the conversation the the the, the neat way that this podcast is going to tie up we're going to come back to the Shrek comparison and be like, exactly. no, we're you're right. This Shrek is comparison. absolutely like, yeah, it, it does so much stuff better. Like it is a masterclass of just like everything comedy. 
I, I don't think it's – and it's not reliant like so much. Uh, there's a lot in Shrek that is funny, but there's a lot in Shrek that is very reliant on like popular culture and yeah, just, yeah. you know, it's stuff just like, that oh, was look, funny for hey, a time and place. Remember Pinocchio? Remember the Muffin Man and the 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 Gingerbread Man and the Magic Mirror and yeah, like Rem- you say. Remember and, Eddie Murphy? Uh, oh, remember when Shrek said Farquaad was compensating? Yeah, And, and it's, yeah, it's, it's implying that he's got a small dick. Like, you know, all of that – nonsense it's just like yeah 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 this is far more uh, yeah clean and and lean too man like 70 75 80 minutes long yep oh god excellent excellent movie and you know what i i didn't revisit this but i did have the ps1 game of this as a kid and i played the fuck out of that (laughs) and i was having flashbacks to that while watching this movie as well i'm gonna look up some playthrough stuff on that later i think nice Well, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you did, you can help us out hugely by passing the podcast on. Send this to a friend. That word of mouth is incredibly helpful. And if you'd like to help us monetarily, you can do so over at patreon.com forward slash rose tinted review. Where for as little as three bucks a month, you can get access to all kinds of behind the scenes, extra goodies, not behind the scenes so much, but, you know, extra goodies. Links to our socials are in the episode description. You can reach out to us on any of those and hit us up for this episode's question. Which is... Who's your favourite character and why is it Kronk? <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Perfect. Um, yeah, no, let's go favourite Kronk line. Let's go that base. Yeah. It's that yeah. simple. Mm-hmm. Don't need to be flashy um, about it. No, we, no. We, you know, d- don't lie. Don't try, and, don't try and think you're better than this movie. We all know everybody <laughs> loves Kronk. Nobody's better than this movie. Next week, mm-hmm. what are you, what are you ta- where are you taking this? I, I'm taking this down the comedy rabbit hole of uh the legacy of comedy because you got me fired up with this episode i didn't think i was gonna make marx brothers comparisons but i want to revisit the marx brothers because i'm i think you you, you're not very familiar with their work no i think i watched like one of their films at a friend's house like a little bit of a of a one of their films at a friend's house on like daytime tv when i was a kid i want to do my favorite marx brothers movie it was the first one i ever saw Duck Soup. Duck Soup. All right, cool. I'm very excited to see. I'm hoping yeah. you're going to be fucking, you know, doubling over I, in laughter. I think I'm going to have fun with it. I, I don't doubt that I will have fun with I it. I can't wait. It's a, it's a pr- uh, maybe the oldest film on the podcast. I think it, oh, my I God. Think it, wow. I think it comes before it's what, Wonderful it predates. Life. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, looking forward to getting into that. So join us next week where we'll find out whether or not our hindsight truly is 2020 or if we've just been wearing rose-tinted glasses. Hey, was it a good idea to leave your family with those two? Oh, don't worry. They can handle themselves. What do you mean the door is stuck? Uh, Try jiggling the handle. There is no handle in here. There's not? Are you sure? All right. I've had enough of this. Tell us where the talking llama is and we'll burn your house to the ground. Uh, don't you mean or? Tell us where the talking llama is, or we'll burn your house to the ground. Well, which is it? That seems like a pretty crucial conjunction. <sighs> That's it, Crunk. Break the door down. Break it down? Are you kidding me? This is Ann Carved Mahogany. I don't care, you fool. Get out of my way. I'll break it down myself.